millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey now. Hey now. And welcome back to the show where two childhood friends discuss their favorite childhood movies. I'm Emily Sandford. And I'm Barney Lee. And whether it's iconic lines, musical moments, or just questionable outfit choices, the films we'll be talking about on our show are unique in their own way. And this week, we'll be discussing 10 Things I Hate About You. Warning, this episode contains nostalgia and big love for the feminine mystique. Oh, my favorite book. Do they have a book called The Male Mystique? Because... I've got questions. (laughs) Wow, 10 things I hate about you. Now, we set out a poll on Instagram, like, what do people want to hear in season two? And 10 things I hate about you was like the most requested film. By a country mile. So I was so happy that we were going to do this. Definitely. The film was released in 1999. So we were only seven. I mean, any film that has got Heath Ledger in, Sold. Oh yeah, Chef's Kiss. And Heath Ledger with his Australian accent as well. Oh, oh yeah. He can go down under. <laughs> I would love to see his didgeridoo. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Australians. I hope that's not... Is that offensive? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what was really cool about 10 Things I Hate About You is that it is a Shakespeare adaptation of the play The Taming of the Shrew. Have you ever seen Taming of the Shrew? I couldn't even tell you what a shrew is, so... It's basically a mouse with a long nose. Oh. It's like the Pinocchio of the mouse world. Cute or Did like... Did you eat my cheese? No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I hear. Apparently that's what the play's about. Yeah, it's wild. Wow. The tame of the shrew walked so Ratatouille could run. <laughs> Oh my god, Stuart Little who? See ya. He wishes. He wishes he was Stuart Little. (laughs) So the writers of this film are Karen McCullough and Kirsten Smith. Now they've given us other gems like Legally Blonde, She's the Man and Ella Enchanted. What a hit list. Yeah, iconic movies. And the film was directed by a guy called Gil Junger. I heard that he actually had a role within this film that was written especially for him to act in but the scene got deleted oh that is the worst but i feel like if you're the director you have the power to keep or delete a scene so maybe it was his decision yeah maybe potentially it was just one of those moments where you like see yourself on camera for the first time you're like that's what i look like side profile yeah no me gusta this last year has been like the year of zoom sometimes the camera flips so you can see what you look like to other people and you're like (gasps) That's 
how people see me. Oh my gosh. No, I have that box that says touch up my appearance permanently checked. And I'm like, yeah, let's drag that slider all the way to maximum. And it like literally just blurs out all your skin. Oh. So this <laughs> film has an absolute stellar cast. And I think it was the actor who plays Michael, David Crumholtz, who said that on set everyone gelled so well and they were kind of all in agreement that this was the best summer of their lives it was just like the best friendship group which i think is really sweet i mean i feel like my ideal summer would be with patrick and joey and michael is so funny i mean we'll talk about this some more but like anyone i could spend a whole summer with and they like make me laugh that much sold yes so first up we have julia styles who plays kat stratford you probably know her from save the last dance she was also in two other film adaptations of shakespeare plays funnily enough in the early 2000s one was hamlet and the other was the othello inspired o she has had appearances in mona lisa smile the prince and me and the bourne franchise and she also won an emmy for her guest role on dexter as well Oh, you know, she's kind of got like Katherine Heigl vibes. Yes. I really feel like she could be like her younger sister or something. That skin. Oh, honey. So obviously we have Heath Ledger who plays Patrick. Now Heath passed away in 2008 and this was just before his film The Dark Knight was about to be released. Oh, so so sad. sad. He was awarded an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor in that film. Mm. Um, And he died because of an accidental overdose, but it wasn't with... Like hard drugs. It was like medicine yeah, like prescription drugs oh, which is even more tragic that's so sad he's an amazing actor so you know we just want to give him props where a it's lot due. of props where it's due yeah and yeah a lot of love for being in this film absolutely stole my heart definitely <laughs> big crush on heath ledger that's for sure oh, really? joseph gordon levitt plays cameron James in this film he's a cutie he somehow looks the same now as he did then but at the same time he looks so young yeah he really does he has continued to steal our hearts in several other film appearances you know 500 days of summer need I say more he also appeared in the dark knight rises and inception I mean I feel like if someone was going to play the story of your life I feel like Joseph could do it Of my life? Yeah, he's attractive. Same hair, same olive skin tone. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Why are you buttering me up like this? Well, (laughs) you're my best friend. I can say that. Now you have to tell me who would play me. Um, Jen Ann, surely. But like... Oh my God, in my dreams. But thank you. 90s Jen Ann. Right, we're going to move on before he picks someone not good. Um... (laughs) Gabrielle Union is in this. She is. She's got a small part, but she has some good lines. Yeah, so she plays um, Bianca's best friend, Chastity. Yes. Did you know she was 26 when they filmed this? Yes, I've read this. Wild, but like she looks incredible. And obviously she looks exactly the same now as she did then. Oh my God. I always think that when I see Gabrielle's Instagram, I'm like, drop your skincare secrets. You are gorgeous. It's magic. We obviously also know her from films like Bring It On and Think Like a Man. I love that film. <laughs> She's also a New York Times best-selling author with her memoir and the title of this is honestly it is us. We're going to need more wine. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> Don't need to read it already ordered on Amazon. <laughs> exactly. Read the blurb. 
Done. So the last person that I think we should just quickly talk about is Larry Miller. Now he plays Walter Stratford, who is Bianca and Kat's dad mm-hmm. in the film. You guys will know him from his amazing portrayal of Paolo. Paolo Patadesca. In The Princess Diaries. <laughs> and basically that's all you need to know because you don't get more iconic than that. Yeah, his career peaked then. Mm. So... Shall we scoot, scoot into a uh, best supporting character? Sure thing, Miss Perky. <laughs> Thank you, Perky. <laughs> I'm not wearing a bra. <laughs> okay, best supporting character. And obviously we should start with Mrs. Perky. She's the guidance counsellor in her spare time, or not even her spare time, in her... On school property and in school time. When she should be doing work, she is doing her side hustle, which is writing erotic novels. I watched this film with my mum and she was like, oh, that's a bit rude. Like, oh my God, mum, don't. (laughs) (laughs) I just turned around and Fifty Shades of Grey is on the bookshelf in Barney's room. (laughs) My parents' spare room. (laughs) Sorry. Barney's parents' spare room. Yeah, I mean, that make, that does not make it any better. <laughs> well, I'm just upset that Feminine Mystique is not on here. It's fine. We've, we've got the diary of Anne Frank, so that's just as good. Oh, okay. Perfect. <laughs> Mrs. Perky. Yeah, she's a guidance counsellor. She doesn't really give a lot of guidance. And she also disappears after like 10 minutes of the film. Like, did they just have like one day of shooting with Anderson Janey? She gave us some good, you know, one-liners. I think just everything about her, her outfit and her office. And when cat came in and she held up her like 90s mug that had that cat drawing on she's like cat 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 get it yeah and cat's like (laughs) i appreciated that joke (laughs) it was great i want to give a shout out to another teacher who is mr morgan he is hilarious he is so funny he's the english lit teacher yeah he just serves sass it's not like oh i'm sassy basically in best quotes i'm gonna quote him (laughs) All you need to know is he is amazing. (laughs) And also he looks so young. He was 32 at the time of filming. So he definitely was just one of those like cool teachers. Yeah. And I love that part where he assigns the class to write a poem. And Kat's like, oh, great. This sounds like a good assignment. And he just doesn't believe her. He's like, get out. The one time she's actually being sincere and he's just not having any of it. She has some really good lines about writers being like misogynistic and like, you know, not feminist at all. Mm. And then he jumps in also and says, you know, well, there's also all these like white writers. And why are these people in my class dressed up as Rastafarians, which I hate. Yeah, it was definitely a sign of a 90s film. (laughs) These white rasters are like, that's right, man. And he's like, don't even get me started on you two. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Those two needed to be expelled, basically. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to my favorite character in this film. I'm just going to say it right now. Michael Ekman. So he plays Cameron's best friend in this film and he's the guy that we meet in like the first scene and he shows Michael around the school. Yeah. And there's this amazing quote, which I'm not even going to say for best quotes because it needs to be said now. Spill it. <laughs> it's when Cameron's like, oh, hi, thank God. You know, normally they send down one of those audio video geeks. And then Michael's like, uh, you know, I do. I know what you mean. Yeah. And then this like audio video geek walks past pushing along a cart with like film equipment on. Yeah. And he's like, Hey, Michael, where should I put those slides? <laughs> and he's like, Michael? So, um, Cameron, here's the breakdown. 
He has a heart of gold and like he can take a joke and he's so helpful. Like he's just like, you know, if you're like the new kid at school, you just need that one person to kind of like show you the rope, tell you what's what. And he is just incredible. I want to drop this bomb on you. You will die when I tell you this. I was looking into the actor's filmography. Okay. So David Crumholtz, who plays Michael, you might know him as his role as head elf Bernard (gasps) in the Santa Claus franchise. What? The guy with the black floppy hair. No. Yes. Oh my goodness. I could not believe it. Once I read that, I was like, oh my God, how have I not seen that? I mean, it was the horrible wig and the beret probably disguising it. I have a couple contenders for best supporting character. One, I mean, I don't even think he has a name, but it's the sweaty boy who's holding weed in detention. (gasps) He was so nervous. He was so nervous. And that teacher was taking the weed so he could have it. Yeah, I mean, he was like, yeah, I'm confiscating this. And then he saw the bag of crisps on the other boy's desk. And he was like, oh, munchies, perfect. He was like, and I'm taking this too. Honestly. <laughs> that boy was great. Yeah. I also loved, and we see her twice. It's the girl who's putting up the prom posters. That cat like rips down whenever she sees. Yes. So, like they'll walk past, cat rips it off. And then the girl behind her is like, hey. <laughs> and it happens twice in the film. Honestly, the I don't know if you've got a good look at the poster, but the prom theme is blasting into the year 2000. Is that not the most 1999 prom theme you've ever heard of? Yeah, sometimes I think it's so wild to think that we saw in a millennium. I know. It's insane. I mean, we were quite young, so I feel like I wish it we, you know, we could have been like, you know, 18 plus and got to like party like it's 1999 yeah but we were seven we were seven i danced on the coffee room table (gasps) oh you rebel yeah i wore like a quilted skirt and top which was barbie wow silver and i had like this is very 90s blue metallic lipstick and stuff (gasps) probably a bit of glitter hair with some like butterfly clips in the essentials for a y2k party yeah exactly i love that i actually missed the countdown we were in we're at a family friend's house and we were all playing the electronic board game version of who wants to be a millionaire <laughs> and then we came downstairs and it was like where were you guys it's midnight we were like chris tarrant oh my <laughs> god i've never forgiven oh, him oh no yeah. oh i worked with his son you could have you could have found your revenge uh, somehow yeah okay uh, oh, next well. millennium yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> right well i think we have come to a unanimous decision on who our best supporting character is oh yes and might i say he probably has the best name in cinematic history i'm not sure who gave him this name could be dick and dom (laughs) (laughs) that's only a reference you understand if you're from the uk it is of course bogey lowenstein honestly need we say more we don't need to say more i think we need to insert a doorbell ring because that must be Nigel with the brie. <laughs> oh, Poor Nigel. He just wants to have a low-key party, mm-hmm. like drink a bit of liquor from his parents. Smoke some cigars. Honestly, someone was touching a cigar and he was like, hey, no touching. And then ruffled the boy's hair. Like, yeah. It was a civilized low-key affair and it got bombarded with like 500 kids from high school Mm -hmm. and the windows smashed and everything oh my god he's like you guys please take it outside and and then he's like thank you 
Oh. They did. But honestly, is it even a teen movie without somebody being freaked out about vases being broken at a house party? Absolutely not. I mean, parties with vase smashes and sausage rolls, always a riot. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Okay, so now we're going to do most iconic outfits. Yes. Now, obviously, this is a 90s film, so we are served cropped cardigans, mm-hmm. low-slung pants, <laughs> and platform flip-flops. We've got, like, camo print, chokers, geometric shirts for the guys. <laughs> you know, it is high fashion. Yeah, I feel like... I've seen all of these clothes in like my school French textbooks. Oh yeah, that's that's the same cardigan Bianca wore. Yeah, and I think it was Bianca who explained the fashion in this film best when she said, there's a difference between like and love because I like my Skechers, but I love my Prada backpack. (laughs) Oh, I really want a Prada backpack. What a combo. If you get one, then you have to wear them with Skechers, Mm, clearly. I know. (laughs) We had many looks. We had Cameron donning obnoxiously oversized flannels. Patrick with kind of the more sophisticated, like fitted V-neck. He even wears latex trousers at one point. I don't know if you clock oh, those. Right. Yeah. Okay. Kat, you know, she was 
a bit more artistic and a bit rebellious. So, you know, the army pants came into play. Yeah, I really think of khaki when I think of cats. Yes, completely. Mm-hmm. And then Bianca, very feminine, always with the pink, the perfect lip gloss, the little cute flippy hair. Did she not give you melissa joan hart vibes i kept thinking it was sabrina yeah she looks a little sabrina the teenage witch it's like the mini dress thing yeah with the platform flip-flops yeah. and the choker necklaces obviously there's that really iconic outfit she has when she's wearing like the red dress <gasps> with like her mum's pearl, pearl necklace. necklace that looked amazing yeah we need to give a mention to the other characters in the film as well michael my man <laughs> <laughs> it's not particularly fashionable, but it's just iconic in in my in my eyes. It's when they're getting ready for the party and he's wearing that blue shirt and he tries to put the tie on and Cameron's like, no, don't wear that. It looks too serious. Did that not give you like early Ross Geller from Friends? Oh, totally. Like I think like that exact blue shirt I think Ross wore. It's just that nerdy costume, basically. Yeah, like he left the house and his mum went, oh, that looks so cute. Yeah. You know, you know she's told him he looked handsome. Yeah. We've also got Joey and his tight white tank top. Joey in that tank top and the sweats. Yeah. Oh my God, I was sweating, honey. <laughs> he was so hot. I loved the scene where he's holding up the two different headshots, one of him in a black t-shirt and one in a white. And I agree with Bianca. He looked better in the white. He did. I mean, he looked great in both, but... I mean, they look better on my bedroom floor. (laughs) Oh. His t-shirt, not the headshots. That would just be weird. Like, get them off the floor. (laughs) Shall we talk about the prom outfits? Yes, I think so. Those were, again, peak 90s fashion. I know Bianca's kind of blue. How do you describe that? It looks like a silk slip. Yeah, very form-fitting, kind of like straight up, straight down 90s supermodel. Like you'd see that on a runway. Yeah. That was amazing. And it was really fun to see her character in something outside of her comfort zone. Yeah, doesn't she say it to Patrick like, oh yeah, this thing just had it yeah. lying around. She did not have it lying around. Yeah, but how did she, where did she get it from? We were not in the time of next day delivery. Then. No, interesting. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, maybe she borrowed it from Bianca or something. Yeah. Speaking of Bianca, her prom outfit, she had the kind of pink top that was cropped at her waist and then that tall skirt. There was an interview with the movie's costume designer. I think her name's Kim Tillman. She says she has one regret in this entire film and it's Bianca's prom look. Okay. Basically, the whole film was filmed on location. They never built sets for it, Mm -hmm. which meant that they only had limited time in each location. And basically, they had to shoot that scene in the house before the costume was like finished really and kim wanted to take in the crop pink top to make it completely like form-fitting but she just didn't have time they're like we have to shoot it now like go 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 so if you look in that scene the pink top she's wearing is really quite boxy but when you see bianca at the actual prom itself then it has been altered and it actually fits her perfectly so if you go back and compare those two scenes you can see a difference okay well i thought it looked quite cool boxy it could have been just like a style yeah that made it more 90s and it all being like one dress princess dress yeah there's also cat's best friend mandela she gets given the Shakespeare costume from Michael. So that's a really funny prom outfit. That is a choice to go to prom. <clears throat> Sorry, choking up. It was so beautiful. <laughs> William Shakespeare would have been so proud. Billy. <laughs> 
That was a choice to go to prom in a costume when it wasn't a costume party. But um, she loved it. That kind of renaissance like no, style. But it also looks a bit like Shrek the musical. <laughs> <laughs> and he looked like Lord Farquaad because he's kind of short. And he was wearing red, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, amazing. Oh, wow. I want to know what Jonathan Van Ness would say about this film. Oh my God, he'd be like, Henny, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> For me, anyway, the scene that I always think of when I think of 10 Things I Hate About You is when Kat and Patrick go paintballing. Yes. And they're wearing like the white overalls mm-hmm. and that like paint stained basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then afterwards so they take off the white stuff but they still got like bits of paint in their yeah, hair. Yeah, exactly. Because it's the moment where they have like their passionate kiss. Yeah. And um, Is it the first time they kiss? Yeah. Because wow. remember she leans in in the car after Bogey's party. <laughs> and well. first of all, he's probably thinking, oh honey, you've just thrown up. So no. Yeah. And also she's drunk. So he's doing the gentlemanly thing. Yeah. But yeah. They kind of like get it on in the hay bale. Yeah. I think we're at the point where we are ready to award most iconic outfit. And it has to be Bianca's fake pregnancy belly that she's forced to wear by her dad. (laughs) That saggy kind of like beige boobs and a belly that she has to wear. And her dad's like, every time you think about kissing a boy, I want you to imagine this under your halter top. (laughs) She's like, but daddy. So good. And then we get that quote from Patrick, which is like, you knocked up your sister. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I always think he's American, but it's more Australian. You know, it reminded me of the Halloween at uni when I dressed as pregnant Kim Kardashian. So I was working at Topshop at the time and we had a maternity mannequin that had this kind of like strap on belly. No. And they wouldn't let me borrow it for the night. So I had to end up going on eBay and buying this. Oh my god, inflatable Santa belly? No. It was, wow. I mean, it did its job. Why didn't they let you borrow it for the night? You were like a loyal employee. Yeah, they... Oh, well, Topshop's gone now. Yeah. (laughs) Good luck, Tina. Who's going to cover your shift? Oh, no shift at all. So let's move into best musical moment. And I think we just need to applaud the musical supervisor for this film because so many iconic 90s bands are part of the soundtrack. It's incredible. I mean, straight away, we are blessed with One Week by the Bare Naked Ladies. So you hear it as the opening credits come up and the car with four preppy girls are like listening to it, bopping along to the radio. And then Kat's car pulls up alongside it and she's blasting bad reputation by Joan Jett and all the girls look at her like ew but oh my gosh what a song honestly straight after we watched this film it was like okay add to Spotify add to Spotify Spotify. (laughs) bad reputation is such a banger I don't give a damn about a bad reputation (laughs) I apologize every episode for me singing but I just feel like with you listening like you're our friend so yeah you know they're just gonna slide the volume you know slide it down for for a couple of seconds and bring it back up or like the little skip 15 button oh yeah yeah skip 15 on that um (laughs) and I'm sorry to bring it back to Shrek but isn't that song in Shrek Yes! Oh my gosh, it's when Shrek is fighting all the knights in Farquaad Castle. You mean Michael fighting Michael? Yeah. <laughs> and then there's that woman in the crowd who's like, The chair! Give him the chair! 
Let us know um, at Hey Now Hey Now on Instagram if you think we should do like an animation series. Side note, quickly, I would love to talk about like Shrek, Monsters Inc. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? That would be amazing. We'll put it out there. Any excuse to talk about Donkey and Parfait. <laughs> Parfait. Everyone loves Parfait. <laughs> um, the next song we have to talk about is when they're going to Bogie's party and Kat has a few of those tequilas. She gets very drunk and she starts dancing, jumps on the table and dances to Hypnotize by Biggie, Notorious B.I.G. Yes. Now, when you say dancing, <laughs> it was movement. You know, and actually this table dance scene is what led Julia Stiles to land the lead role in Save the Last Dance, oh, right. which was like a couple years after this. So she was doing something right. Notorious B.I.G. Hypnotize. Ugh, it's so, so good. I love side note, but that scene um, at the house party when that girl drunkenly launches herself at Heath Ledger and asking him to kiss her is the most relatable character in this whole movie. <laughs> She's the prom poster girl <gasps> who's like, hey. Is yeah. it the same person? Yeah. Oh, I love her. I think you need to marry her. Okay. <laughs> Find her name on IMDb. Yeah. DM her. We also have this band, Letters to Cleo, who pop up a couple times throughout the film. I am aware of this band because in Parks and Rec, one of the characters, Ben Wyatt, is obsessed with this band, Letters to Cleo. And he wears um, one of their band shirts multiple times when he's like between jobs. So that's the band that are playing at Club Skunk. You know, the lead singers, the woman with the blonde hair, I think her name is Kay Hanley. And they also come up at the end of the film when they're randomly on the roof. And they're singing that cover of I Want You To Want Me. Were they also at the prom? They were at the prom. Yeah, it was like two bands. Yeah, so Um, Patrick had like organised for them to be at the prom. He says a little quote about like, oh, I made this happen or something. (gasps) Which is very cute. Because he didn't want to be seen dead at um, Club Club Skunk. But like also the bartender knew his name. So like... He's obviously been there before or like enough times for the (laughs) staff to recognize him. So this lead singer, Kay, said that when they were on the roof, the patch of roof was the size of probably like her kitchen floor. Like it was tiny. Yeah. And they told them, okay, this is the big helicopter shot. It costs $500,000 every time the helicopter has to take off. So like, don't mess this up. And um, so they were just started playing the song. And the helicopter appeared in the distance and and kind of went round. It circles round them. And when it came back, it was like really, really close to the band. And they kind of freaked out. They were like, is the helicopter out of control? Is it supposed to be coming at us like this? Oh my gosh. And then she kept thinking like, don't fuck this up. Keep singing the song. Like it costs 500 grand every time the helicopter has to land. Well, I'd obviously be scared that the helicopter was like coming towards me, but like the propeller would just be making so much wind. Like what if it like blew me off the roof? Yeah, I mean, were they harnessed? I didn't see any like safety bungees or anything. I don't know. So yeah, but you know, I can imagine it was unbelievably scary, but such a good closing shot. Yeah. So well done. Well done, Letters to Cleo. Definitely. The best musical moment has to be when Patrick 
serenades cat on oh the bleachers um, and he sings Frankie Valley can't take my eyes off you you're just too good to be true <laughs> what would you do if someone did that for you like literally went into the school announcement place stole the mics and started singing to you and not only that getting the whole marching band in on it and they like they obviously had to practice that song like the amount of effort that Patrick went to to pull that off was amazing apparently that song choice was Julia Stiles's, um recommendation, oh. which is really sweet. I'm obsessed with that song, so... And he sings it so well. Yeah. That was actually his voice. And I also read that he actually had to kind of sing it a bit more rough because Heath Ledger has an amazing singing voice and it kind of sounded a bit too good the first time. So he had to kind of make himself sound a little bit more rough around the edges. Definitely. Like we always praise like Beyonce and Dua Lipa for being able to sing and dance at the same time. Heath could do it as well. He slid down the drainpipe, jumped on the bleachers, did some real like musical swaying off the arms and like dramatic running. And also fending off two security guards. Yes. And he slapped the bum off one of the security guards. (laughs) (laughs) That's sexual assault, Heath. But it's It's the 90s. Yeah. So next, let's move on to best quotes. And I think we need to start with Mrs. Perky because she comes in, beginning of the film, completely sets the tone and pretty much everything she says is gold. Yeah, I'm obsessed with when she says to Patrick, why did you get your penis out at the lunch lady? (laughs) Um, And he was like, I was joking with the lunch lady. It was a bratwurst. And she's like, bratwurst? And we the optimist. Next time, keep it in your pouch, okay? <laughs> and then when he leaves, she writes Bratwurst into yeah, her like, erotic Ooh. novel. Pulsating Bratwurst. Ew. Ooh. And then also when she's typing, she shouts out to her colleague, Judith, what's another word for engorged? And Judith like kind of looks at her like she's disgusted. And she flatly says, I'll look it up. <laughs> that is me writing my Hinge profile. <laughs> <laughs> and I also love when Kat comes in to talk to Mrs. Pinky. Nope. <laughs> Perky. Perky. <laughs> and um, Mrs. Perky's like, so I hear you're terrorizing Mr. Morgan's class again. And Kat's like, expressing my opinion is not a terrorist action. And then she's like, the way you express your opinion to Bobby Ridgway, by the way, his testicle retrieval operation went quite well in case you're interested. And Kat replies, <laughs> I still maintain that he kicked himself in the balls. Oh my goodness. Obviously, it's no secret that Mr. Morgan is my favourite teacher of this film. Yeah. Um, he says that amazing line to Joey when he's basically saying, can can Kat take her mile before she comes to class? <laughs> and Mr. Morgan's like, someday you gonna get bitch slapped and I'm not gonna do a thing to stop it. <laughs> is that kind of like, get out. You an idiot. Yeah. I love that. And Joey did get bitch slapped, so... He knew. And actually, speaking of PMS with the Mido tablets, there is actually a really funny scene where Mr. Stratford to Kat, he's like, my insurance does not have PMS cover. Yes. (laughs) When she like reverses into Joey's car. Yeah. Oh, I felt bad for Joey. I mean, I know you're not really supposed to like him, but that pained me. I also love the bit where Mr. Stratford comes home and he's like, hello, Katerina. Make anyone cry today? She's like, sadly, no. But it's only 4.30. Yes, this family. Very funny. Yeah. I like the bit where Patrick's kind of like trying to chat her up when she's leaving the music shop. And he's like, do you think about me naked? And she's like, am I that transparent? 
I want you. I need you. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just like she's so, so flat, so sarcastic. Yeah. What I really actually love about Kat's character, I really felt like she kind of set the tone for girls going into the new millennium. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like she was just having nothing from guys who wanted to say like misogynistic stuff. Yeah. She's just like, no, I know what I want. I know what, you know, how I deserve to be treated. Don't talk to me like that. Yeah. Yes. She's a feminist icon. Definitely. There's that bit right at the beginning of the film where Patrick runs into class and he's like, what did I miss? And she turns around and says, the oppressive patriarchal views that dictate our education. And he's like, great. And walks out again. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, she's just a feminist icon. Classic, classic. Not a lot of people like Katrina. Or she used to be popular, but then decided she didn't want to be popular. Yeah. Um, there's that moment where Cameron and Michael are trying to find people who could potentially date Kat, but nobody wants to. And there's that guy who's like... <laughs> He's on IMDb as Wimpy Loser. Imagine being cast as that. Forever on your CV. He admits to kind of being a sheep... Sheep shagger. Sheep shagger, basically, yeah. He goes, maybe if we were the last two people alive and there were no sheep, are there sheep? (laughs) Interesting that 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 stayed in the script. Uh Uh-huh. Michael is... Michael's my love, <laughs> I'm saying. Um, he says some hilarious stuff when he goes up to Joey to be like, look, I've got this plan. And he's mm-hmm. like, ooh, are those peach rolls? And they're like, get on with what you want to talk about. Yeah. What are you saying? And he's speaking and Joey's drawing this stick on his face. And he's like, I have a dick on my face, don't I? <laughs> when he goes up to Cameron. <laughs> and apparently there's a really funny fact to do with this. Apparently Michael had to teach Joey how to draw a dick because he didn't know how. No. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. How I feel like everyone knows how to draw that. Yeah, I mean, year seven science. Mm -hmm. Been there, done that. Like everyone's seen Chris Lilly and his um, Jonah Takalua. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Sketch. Dictation. You draw a dick and you write tation. (laughs) Also, when Cameron and Michael are getting ready for Bogey's party Mm. and they're obviously like a little bit nervous. about getting ready and then michael goes <laughs> again it's his delivery he's like the last party i went to was a Chuck E. cheese you want to talk about some fun that's a good time <laughs> what is a chucky e. cheese is it like mcdonald's it's like a restaurant for kids that also has like arcade games and like characters in costume michael also has that amazing back and forth with cameron when they're devising a plan for patrick to get with cat and um, Cameron is just like, we are screwed. And Michael is like, hey, no, 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 hey, I don't want to hear that defeatist attitude. I want to hear you more upbeat. <laughs> and then Cameron's like, we're screwed. <laughs> and Michael's like, there you go. <laughs> there you go. He's kind of got that. Sh- Gangster Bugsy Malone. Yeah, he's got that Seattle accent. <laughs> Really sorry, Americans. We offend Americans every time. Every time. Um, there's also that quote where Michael's like, the shit hath hitteth the thaneth, <laughs> which I'm obsessed with. <laughs> they didn't teach that in my English class. No, but William Shakespeare, like... I'm Endorsed sure, it. Yeah, I'm sure that's in Macbeth somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some, somewhere near the back. Yeah. The shit has hitteth the thaneth. <laughs> Classic. There's that moment where Michael comes up to Cameron's like, all right, uh, I talked to her, I got the scoop. And Cameron's like, what does she say? Hates him with the fire of a thousand suns. That's a direct quote. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. That's very comforting of you. 
And that's Patrick who said that. <laughs> so, mm, yeah. Amazing. But we also have a quotable angel in the form of Bianca. She has some amazing, amazing lines. One that I love is um, when she's chatting to Cameron during her French tutoring. And um, she's like, a buku problemo, Calvin. If you haven't heard, my sister's a particularly hideous breed of loser. Very Kate Saunders. Yeah. Like Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. I thought that was incredible. Amazing. I think we both agree on this. Best quote has to be when Chastity and Bianca are having that conversation and Chastity is like, I know we can be overwhelmed and underwhelmed, but can you ever just be whelmed? <laughs> and then Bianca's like, I think you can in Europe. Yes! Yes! This, oh my gosh, the script is endlessly quotable. I actually saw on Gabrielle Union's TikTok page that she recreated that little um, conversation and oh, it's so good. Sometimes you just feel whelmed, okay? It should be a thing. Definitely. I mean, it can be for us. We're in Europe. (laughs) We are whelmed, guys. We are officially whelmed. I mean, we are whelmed with the response to this podcast, that's for sure. (laughs) Okay, here we are. Can we discuss? And I mean, is it even a high school movie if there's no walk and talk description of clicks? I love any kind of like montage where someone's like teaching a new kid, like who's who and where's what. And like the rundown of school clicks they have at this high school is amazing. If you'll allow me to reel some off. Definitely. You have your basic beautiful people. Oh, that would be us. Of course. Unless they talk to you first. Don't bother. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> actually i could also see us in with the coffee kids oh yes make mine an oat milk latte <laughs> <laughs> that was costa rican idiot <laughs> you've got the white rusters Ugh. oh no you got the cowboys the closest they've come to a cow is mcdonald's <laughs> and you also have the future mbas it was interesting because it's just very different to any other kind of clicks that we know about in high school musical or like mean girls um but i really appreciated it like cowboys in seattle yeah i mean there was that guy who turned up in the classroom and he was wearing a cowboy hat and i thought why and eating beans out of a tin for no reason but like he's the go-to guy if you want a milky bar (laughs) (laughs) well i gotta find him (laughs) We should also talk about this school because, I mean, there's some, it it was an amazing school. Like they, like at one point, Bianca's just practicing archery, as you do. (laughs) And there's that bit where she just shoots her archery teacher with an arrow and like barely flinches. Yeah, everyone else is kind of like attending to him and making sure he's alive. And she's just like, yeah, chat, chat, chat. (laughs) Like low key kind of iconic yeah um but yeah that was uh that was interesting mm-hmm. and also there's this i don't know it was an amazing school maybe the concept of like money is a bit skewed because joey is trying to convince patrick to take cat out for a date and he's like i'll give you 30 dollars and patrick's like well okay look it's 15 bucks for two people to go to the movies bargain actually yeah. by today's standards wow and then, then he goes on to say, we get popcorn. That's $53. What? That leap <laughs> is huge. 
huge. Like, I know popcorn is expensive, especially now, but like, how much are you eating? $35 for popcorn? I mean, maybe if you throw in the Pepsi. Like... Or like the, the nachos. The nachos. <laughs> yeah, or the Tango Ice Blast. Yeah. Oh my gosh, completely. Okay, speaking of dates, I want to talk about paintballing. That is my worst idea for date. I mean, this paintballing is like paint in balloons. Yeah. It's kind of like water bombs, but with paint in. It was so much more romanticized. It's kind of like, you know, like expectation versus reality. Like, oh yeah, we're going to be running around in the sun on this lawn with like paint balloons. In reality, like paint, at least in the UK, paintballing is like a death sport. Oh, definitely. I've actually never gone paintballing and I don't want to because everyone complains how injured they get afterwards. Like Mm -hmm. if one of them hits your like bare skin or even just goes through like a cotton t-shirt for that matter, you get so bruised. Yes. And it just sounds really painful. And if you get it in your eye, you can get blinded. Easy pass. Not worth it. Why would I pay money to do this? And also run around and just be scared. It's just not my idea (laughs) of a fun day. It's like on par with laser quest like okay let us run around in a smoky dark room with like lots of obstacles and hard edges oh that sounds like a good idea yeah it sounds real safe like (laughs) lasers in my eyes isn't that like the first thing you learn when you're born like don't look into the sun or lasers i know we'll do a party that impairs the sight of children with no adults in there either (laughs) mental actually mental and earlier that day Kat and Patrick are on this pedalo and I don't know if you noticed but like their pedalo is not moving they're like spinning the pedals Mm. but it's obviously anchored to someone so that they can film the scene without you know distractions or or having to actually move it's so obvious that they are stationary on the water and everyone else is actually like driving around them I just thought that was that was really funny I know also pedalos is like one of those things where you got to get the guy to do all the work (laughs) you pretend to put your or you're just resting your feet on the pedals and just letting them yeah i tell you what a great date is tandem riding (laughs) hey we'll sit at the back we went tandem riding once were you not cycling (laughs) you thought that hill was really hard (laughs) no i'm joking of course the truth comes out wow Come on, he deserved to do all the hard work anyway. She just flashed him to get out of detention, so... That's true. He did owe her. Although, again, he didn't really ask to get bailed out of detention. No. So... Meh. Meh. It was the 90s. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Trivia? Yes. (laughs) Okay, so now we're going to do trivia. Who's going to be planet loser? Uh, what, as opposed to planet look at me look at me hey (laughs) it's from the film (laughs) okay do you want to start or shall i start you can start okay so there was a rumor that patrick ate a live duck and he lit a stormtrooper on fire what did he sell to get some speakers (laughs) do you mean state trooper oh stormtroopers from star wars (laughs) oh wait let me say that again (laughs) no keep it in keep it in (laughs) <laughs> that's amazing wait what was it state oh, trooper state trooper <laughs> oops anyway um what did he what did he sell to get some speakers his liver you suck 
I thought it was his kidney. Because if he got rid of his liver, you only have one liver. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wrong. It was his kidney. Womp, womp. Oh, womp, my womp. gosh. How embarrassing. <laughs> You're stepping into the rocket to take you to Planet Loser. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not there yet. Um, okay. What color does Cat say Patrick has in his eyes? A little bit of green. I want you. I need you. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Yes. And then she's like, (laughs) (laughs) oh, we've all been there. Unrelated, I'm sure. I'm sure she did actually like his eyes. I mean, tequila has that effect. Coffee Patron is the absolute worst. (laughs) (laughs) That is like, goodbye, Emily. (laughs) Okay, my question. What is the first thing Patrick says to Kat when he walks up to her? Oh, gosh. On the playing field. Mm. Oh, um, do you want to blime a didgeridoo? You suck. <laughs> she wishes. He actually says, hey there, girly. How you doing? <laughs> and then she's like sweating like a pig, actually, on yourself. <laughs> so good. Hey there, girly. Yeah. Would that ever work with you? I mean, if Heath Ledger came up to me, even if he just went, I'd be like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Which uni does Kat get accepted into? Mm, I want to call it like Sweet Caroline, but it's not. (laughs) It's like St. Lawrence. Close. Sally Lawrence. Oh, even closer. Sarah Lawrence. Yes. Is it? I want you. I need you. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Sweet Caroline. (laughs) Sweet Caroline. Imagine Freshers. Amazing, well done. Yes, Sarah Lawrence. Okay, when it cuts to the first scene of Cat at home, she's reading a book by Sylvia Plath. What is it called? The Bell Jar? I want you. I need you. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Yes. Woohoo! And she's sitting in that really comfy, huge seat. Yeah. In that dream house. That was so nice. I know. And that is actually, obviously, like you said before, nothing was a set. So is that house Someone's exists. House. And apparently it's worth like $1.6 million. I'm not surprised. Okay, here's one for you. How many times does Bianca punch Joey at prom? Oh, she punches him once for punching Cameron. Yeah. Once for Kat. Uh-huh. And once for hit her. Oh, I'm going to say three times. So there's two different actions. There's a there's a punch and a groin kick. Oh. So, um, okay. Two punches. I want you. I need you. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. That's it. <laughs> two punches and a groin kick. <laughs> Whoa. Well done. Okay. So now I want to know, when is Bogey Lonestein's party? So remember those... Um, the flyers. Yellow invites that like they threw in the stairwell yeah. and they fell down and everyone was catching yeah. them. On there it said like free beer. Yeah. Like yeah. don't call, just come. Mm-hmm. What was like the date oh, and God. time? I'm going to guess Friday mm-hmm. at nine. You suck. 8 p.m. Oh, okay. 8 p.m. <laughs> Loser. <bogey. laughs> I know. Only the good parties start at nine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I remember my invite for my 15th birthday said like 6.30 to 10.30. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> hey, we had Bacardi breezes at that party. We did. It was wild. It was crazy. And we hid them behind your sofa when your mum came back. <laughs> yeah. She would have been like, you're on the hard liquor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
honey. Like, it's this or J2O. Basically the same thing. <laughs> I've got one for you. What does Joey say he's doing the day after prom? <gasps> he's doing a nose spray commercial. Yes! I want you. I need you. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. He's like, Bianca, I've got a nose spray ad tomorrow. <laughs> Oh, honey, punching that face. Oh, that is a crime. Really? That is a crime. Really is. Okay, so this is my final question for you. What guitar does Patrick buy for Kat? Oh, my God. Uh, That's it. (laughs) The famous played by Mozart. (laughs) I don't know. A a flumben. It's a fender. Oh, oh God. I could have probably guessed that. It's a fender. Oh, that's embarrassing. Okay. My final question to you. This is a hard one, but if you're paying attention, you might be able to get it. All right. In the pivotal scene, Kat reads her poem to the class. Of course. Kind of like 10 things I hate about Patrick. Yeah. Can you name one of the things she hates about him? She hates his combat boots i want you i need you oh baby oh baby yes <laughs> i hate your big dumb combat boots yay and the way you read my mind i hate you so much it makes me sick it even makes me rhyme oh that was a really sad scene apparently that was the first take and um julia styles improvised the tearing up halfway through which is really sad so sad but an amazing scene and then the look on patrick's face at the end he's heartbroken but anyway bring the mood back up you got the point that song actually makes me want to go out and riot i've never riot but just like flash in the street flash your detention teacher and like run down a grassy knoll just a hill all right kill the like <laughs> english language <laughs> this is a hill <laughs> a grassy knoll i think i'm no from here saying why did i know you were gonna say that i knew that that was gonna be <laughs> he's like you're grass stains on me <laughs> wow and that's why you left the band <laughs> <laughs> well i think that about covers it i mean Deep diving into 10 Things I Hate About You was so fun. It hit so many points. Like the cast was amazing. The music was incredible. The fashions are iconic. I had the best time. If you like this episode, please leave 10 Things You Love About Us on Apple Podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I hope we get a comment from that long nose shrew. (laughs) He types it with his nose. If you did stay with us, thank you so much. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. We'll see you on Planet Loser. Aww. Aww. 